BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Jill and Carlene here. We're in your AirPods or your car stereo or on your smart speaker at home. And of course, we're your friendly neighborhood beauty editors turned beauty podcasters. Hey, Carlene. Hey, Jill. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. As you likely know by now, we are here every Wednesday chatting about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. If you're a longtime listener, thanks for being here. And if you're new, welcome. And if you're a skincare nerd like us, I'm pretty sure most of you listening are. Today's episode is definitely a juicy one for you. Our guest is someone many of you have likely seen in your TikTok feeds or on your YouTube feed. That's Dr. Maneeb Shah, aka at Derm Doctor on TikTok. And even if you don't know his name or his handle, you might recognize him from wearing his bow tie with his lab coat on social media. That's how I always remember him. Absolutely. And I mean, you want to talk about breakthrough personalities on our show. Mm -hmm. This was a whole new category. I remember when it broke through on TikTok, which was like the derm influencer. Yeah. And Dr. Shaw is definitely the epitome of that. I think of him and like maybe Pillow Talk Derm, which was probably a bit more on the YouTube front. Yeah. But yeah, he's huge. And so many of you requested Dr. Shaw in our survey. And on that note, thank you so much, all of you who filled out the survey. We so, so appreciate it. We're so happy to be able to deliver on that front today. A hundred percent. And I think it would be kind of fun if we tease some of the little tidbits that we learned from our survey before we get on to our chat. I mean, I thought it was fascinating how many synergies there were with people requesting similar names that they want us to speak to and trust us, they are high on our list too. So we're all aligned. Who were some of the the top people, Carlene? Well, I remember Lisa Eldridge's name because that's somebody who we've wanted to get on the show for so long. I think people love makeup tips from people who feel a little bit more approachable and these looks are wearable. I think that's why Violette did really well for us when we interviewed her. And I know I can give you a sneak peek. She's going to be back soon. But yeah, Lisa Eldridge is up there as well. And there was a lot of people requesting like Pat McGrath and Rihanna, Kylie. It's like, we'll keep reaching for those stars. And then 
you know, don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to check out our archives as well, because a lot of people were, were requesting people that we've actually already had That's on the show. True. Like Bobby Brown was one person. Emily Weiss was another person. Emily was like episode 11. You know, we'd have a really long archive now of like six years worth of content. And those are all for free. So go back and binge and listen to those. And by the way, I'm going to make a request here. If you haven't had a chance yet, please do go ahead and follow our show on your preferred platform. Because if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review. And I would like to also issue a bit of a challenge. Tell us about your favorite episode of the show in the review. And yeah, when you leave us a review or a five-star rating, that all helps. The algorithm helps other people discover us. So we really appreciate that. And sending good karma right back at you. 100%. And I mean, I left a few reviews on other podcasts that I liked recently. So I feel like maybe that podcast karma will come back. And, you know, Carlene, I just want to share with you one more thing before we dive into the topic of the hour. Okay, I'm listening. What is this? <laughs> so have you heard about these legacy beauty media, some people that have been in the industry for a really long time and some of the new projects that they are launching? I've only heard about one, this airmail uh-huh. by the former editor of Allure. Is that what you're talking about? So that's one or of no. them. So that's one of them. So okay. Airmail is a project by Graydon Carter, the former editor in chief of Vanity Fair. It's been around for a while now. It, people may know because they broke the whole Army Hammer profile story after you know, Army Hammer spoke to them first before he spoke to anybody else. So it's a pretty big deal oh, because wow. it's an independent operation, yeah. but a very powerful former editor with Graydon Carter. But Linda Wells has been their, their beauty editor and she's launching the airmail look, which is just going to be like totally beauty focused content, a little more robust And I just love her and her writing. I mean, she was the founding Mm -hmm. editor in chief of Allure and just the type of reporting that she brought to those pages is just second to none. Right. Right. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that they were sort of launching like a beauty spinoff. That's interesting. Yeah. Anything else? It sounds like there was more to what you were teasing about this. So what, what else have you sleuthed and found out? So this next person is somebody who... I would say defined a whole generation, a whole era of women and it's Jane Pratt. So mm-hmm. she is back. And so Jane Pratt was the founding editor of Sassy. Many of our listeners maybe read that back in the day. She also had exojane.com, yeah. which had Kat Marnell member was the famous beauty editor. And she also had Jane magazine, of course, before yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking Jane. Yeah, yeah okay, of so course. Jane and Sassy, right. That was before Exo mm-hmm. Jane. And she's launching a new website called Dida. Dida. So it's spelled D-E-E-D, capital D-A. And it's going to be all about oh. first person confessionals. So oh, like, that's interesting. Remember back in the day with Sassy and it would be like, it happened to me. Right. Yes. So yes, I I do. She's bringing that into 2023, I guess. And we will see what how messy or interesting that will be. It's like a creative endeavor. She's calling it new digital platform. I think this is really interesting because this is a conversation that Jill and I had that came out of the survey as well, because I had stuck in a question about how many of you might be interested in first person stories like that. And that's sort of what I had in my head was real people where 
it's not so reported all the time. It's not uh-huh. an expert on the show, but they're giving their first person experience having gone through something that is related to beauty or self-image. And a lot of you were interested, about a quarter of you. So we're going to experiment with it. It's not something we're going to have all the time. But we do have a story brewing with somebody who's willing to share with us. And I'm really excited. And we'll see how you guys like it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting synergies in the world. Yeah. So Dida is going to have, it says, verticals including relationships, mysticism, home, Mm. clothes, and Mm -hmm. beauty. And Mm -hmm. they're all going to be first-person narratives. And she's calling the robust comments section an extra safe space. So it's going to be like, you know, this hub. And it's going to have a lot of familiar faces, like celebrities and contributors like Kat Marnell, Christina Kelly, who was like her executive editor at Sassy way back when. Also, writers include Mm -hmm. Cher. Oh, wow. Courtney Cox. That's a big one. And mm-hmm. hold on to your seat because I know you love this person. Courtney Love. Oh, wow. I had said I want Courtney Love on the show. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love so, it. This is very interesting. And I, of course, will be totally... I've signed up for the newsletter to just see when it's all dropping. I'm not entirely sure when it's going to be live, but I think our audience would be curious to know about that. I always love a 2.0, a 3.0 when these creative visionaries sort of like take their ideas into a new age. And I'm always interested. I love it. I'm seeing a roundtable group in our future. 100%. Potentially people we could get some good conversations rolling. Yes. Well, thank you for the heads up on that. We will link to that in our show notes and on our website as well. Are we ready for the man of the hour? We are. Okay, let's hear it. Dr. Shah is a board-certified dermatologist with expertise in medical, cosmetic, and procedural dermatology. He has nearly 18 million followers on TikTok, you guys. That is hard to fathom. And Dr. Shah is also known as Dr. Lee on YouTube. If you're a YouTube stan, he's passionate about skincare education and empowering people to make informed decisions about their skin. You'll also find him debunking skincare myths and dishing out insider tips. And we caught up with Dr. Shaw at the Sarah V event where he was in town. It was so fun, by the way. They had all of these activations, life-size tubs of Sarah V moisturizers and cleansers. They were like four feet tall at least. I posted one on our Instagram. It was so fun. So in today's episode with Dr. Shaw, we discussed the sober skin movement. What is it exactly? And does this concept have any merit? We also asked him about his thoughts on TikTok trends like, is it a good idea to squeeze your entire tube of prescription retinol into your tub of CeraVe? We also asked him for tips on how to switch up your skincare based on the season or the weather. You know, spring is finally here. Do we really need to be doing this for best results or is it an old wives tale? Plus, he reveals his opinion on the one professional in-office acne-focused laser that he thinks is legit promising. Like he said he was quote unquote excited about it. So I, my ears Mm. were perked up along with his thoughts on the new celebrity loved at home Lima laser. Should you really shell out $3,000 for this one? Yes. And don't forget that we've rounded up every product that he mentions over on our website at breakingbeautypodcast.com and check us out on TikTok at breakingbeautypodcast where we play a fun round of smash or pass skincare edition with Dr. Shaw. (laughs) 
Droplet is our show partner this week. Do you love a great deal and great skin? Then keep listening as I'm excited to introduce you to this new product I've been using, Droplet. So Droplet is a contactless, needle-free skincare technology. And the Droplet difference is that their award-winning handheld device transforms serums into high-velocity micro-mist that absorbs into the skin 20 times deeper than topicals, where the ingredients can actually do some good. And here's a surprising fact that Droplet shared with me. They believe that 90% of your skincare goes to waste because it gets wiped or sweated off before absorbing into your skin. The device pairs with a Droplet mobile app to unleash the most powerful, deeply penetrating results and lets you personalize your skincare routine with targeted treatment modes. And Droplet is fun and easy to use and delivers powerful treatments in under 60 seconds, morning and night, right from the comfort of your home. Simply choose the serum that best meets your skincare needs and start misting. And Droplet works with capsules. They're kind of like, think like a coffee pod for your Nespresso machine. So you can use it to infuse the treatments that are right for you into, not just onto your skin. And I like that it's perfectly dosed so you're never wasting product. And drum roll, please. Here's where you can try it for yourself and save. For a limited time, Breaking Beauty listeners can get 50% off your Droplet device at Droplet. Dot io and use code beauty that's spelled d r o p l e t t e dot i o and use code beauty to get 50% off once again droplet.io and use code beauty to get 50% off your droplet device we'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website now on to the show Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the birds papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast, Dr. Shaw. We're so excited to have you today. So obviously you're so well known on TikTok. How do you find these videos, like these poor whiner extractions, these kind of like jaw droppers where you're like, ah, how do you find those? Tell us about your process. I have the luckiest content creation stream in the world because Uh I get tagged in all the videos that I react to. So I get home from clinic and then there's just hundreds of tags and videos that people want me to react to because they know what I've reacted to in the past, whether it's someone's skincare routine, something crazy that someone's doing, some crazy pop assist. It's just a list of tags. And if I've been tagged enough in a video, I know that there's like a high traction for that. Yeah. And I just react to those. So I've been super lucky that my audience sources all my videos right. for me, which is like a self-fulfilling thing. Yeah. And will I ever run out of content? I don't know. I mean, I suppose <laughs> that like craziness could stop happening on TikTok. Mm-hmm. When I first started, it was the wild, wild west. Like any, there would be videos of things that were probably highly illegal and probably shouldn't have been on the platform. And now there's more censoring on the platform. So I think the amount of crazy videos I see has gone down drastically as a result of that. But the content just keeps coming. Okay. So what's the one skincare like hack or tip that you see going around on TikTok that you're kind of like, it's doing more harm, more harm than good? So it, it this the thing is like, it's constantly changing. So, mm-hmm. and that's what's cool about TikTok is that I can react to these things in real time. Mm-hmm. So like when something when something bad is happening, we immediately are able to say like, don't do that. 
when I first got on, people were using like these high strength exfoliating masks for hours at a time, which you're only supposed to use for 10 minutes. And then there were times where people were like stamping, microneedling their face at mm-hmm. home and causing really bad reactions. Then there was a point where people were like burning off their own freckles and moles. And right Yikes. now, I think ch- kind of the thing that's like, it's not like dangerous, but I think it makes people waste a lot of money is like following influencer skincare routines, thinking that it's going to make their skin like that influencer. It might be a great product, right. but it's not going to be great for everybody, if that makes sense. So in a way, it's not like harm, but it's like harm to your wallet and harm to the progress of your skin, if that makes sense. Yeah. We've been talking about when we interview makeup artists, like it's really smart to follow a a makeup artist who does their own makeup and looks like you, like in terms of skin color, eye color, because the chances are that, you know, it's going to look good on you too. So maybe that's a tip for influencers is like, don't follow someone who has the total opposite of your skin type, right? It's not going to go well. What do you think of this trend of people squeezing their prescription retinol into a giant tub of CeraVe? (laughs) Yeah. So obviously big fan of CeraVe, but I think this is a terrible idea. Um, There's a lot of good reasons why. So if you look at tretinoin, prescription tretinoin, it comes in an aluminum tube, like a prescription tube that you actually have to puncture the tube to get to the tretinoin. The reason why that happens is because the bottle needs to be opaque because it's very sensitive to light. Mm -hmm. It's also very sensitive to air. So it degrades really rapidly if it's exposed to light or air. So when you put in a giant open tub, it's going to degrade really fast. Plus, you don't know if they're stable with these other ingredients that you're mixing it with. So it's probably okay if you were to like mix it one Mm -hmm. at a time, like one dose at a time into your moisturizer. But if you were to do it and just leave it in there, it would probably lose its effect over time. So you're just kind of like flushing money down the toilet, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's okay to do that. Like do it in the palm of your hand, the buffering idea rather than like, dump the whole thing in. Also, like just squeezing that tube is a lot of work. How do right. how are these people getting all, every last drop of their tretinoin into the CeraVe? I don't know. I, I don't think I'd be up for the challenge. Okay. So we're in this moment kind of embracing skinimalism. A lot of people are leaving behind their 10-step routine. And I'm just wondering, you know, we had some questions about how people can kind of scale back if they were mm-hmm. in that moment and they were like doing the most, using the most. What do we really need on our top shelves these days? The yeah, non-negotiables. I mean, the non-negotiables. So I think it's really dependent on you and yeah. what your skincare concerns are. I'm like a big proponent of being deliberate in your choices for skincare. The bare minimum, cleanse, moisturize, or sunscreen. Mm-hmm. That's it. So everybody needs three, three products minimum. And if you do that, you're going to be better than 90% of people if you just stick to that routine. It's when you're like layering tons and tons of products that you end up getting reactions, irritations, allergies, and it actually sets your skincare backwards. Right. And then if you're going to add one product, I would add one product that's specific to you. So say, for example, you have acne, you're going to add an acne treating treatment. And then if you have wrinkles, you want to add in something for anti-aging. And so it really just depends on what you're trying to treat, but cleanse, moisturizer, sunscreen, plus whatever is specific to you. Right. Okay. Have you heard of the skin sobering trend? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, explain this to me. Okay, so this is a book that just debuted. Actually, one of the authors is from Waterloo, Ontario. I'm blanking on the name of the doctor, but there's also the co-author is in Japan. So their whole premise with the book is that our skin is an expulsion. How do you say that? Expulsory organ. Like it's meant Mm -hmm. to be getting rid of things, getting rid of toxins and putting anything on it in the long term is actually harming your skin and you're doing more harm than good. Now, these people aren't derms. But I see a lot of people talking about this notion that maybe we're thinking about our skin as an organ in all the wrong ways. Yeah. 
Any reaction to this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> high level, I'll, I'll kind of react to this. One, I think this idea that your skin needs to breathe, like yes, there's that's, no, yes, there's yes, no yes. respiratory function yeah. of the skin, right? Like we yeah. breathe through our lungs, there's no respiratory function. There is a function of, of the skin, like your pores specifically, like you have eccrine sweat glands that release like the sweat when you're like, exercising, right? And that is responsible for actually like thermoregulation, controlling your temperature. So you do need to sweat, right? So you don't want like things that are fully occluding anything. Your pores also like the oils that they produce, keep your skin hydrated. They produce lipids that keep your skin like like soft and, and looking nice, right? But you don't like need to not use like a routine. And I think that this is like a common myth. And I used to almost not be a believer in skincare before I got into dermatology. But if you look at people that consistently use skincare over time without any other treatments, not any other cosmetic treatments, they will see a huge improvement in their skin. And so this is a myth. I think the, when people say, I think what you end up seeing, especially on TikTok, is people scaling back on their skincare routines and taking a break and then their skin suddenly gets better. And it's not because they stop using products altogether. It's they stop using products that weren't right for their skin. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you have a good skincare routine, you're going to see incremental improvement every single day. But if you have the wrong routine, then taking a break can lead to better results. But that's just because you need a better routine. Okay. All right. So we don't need to get sober with our skincare no. <laughs> routine. So let's talk. We talked kind of about like starter skincare routines, like you need the cleanser, the toner, the moisturizer, or even just cleanser and SPF. But a lot of people get lost when they're like, over 35 and they're like, I need to get an anti-aging routine going. So what is the starter pack for an anti-aging routine that if no matter kind of what skin type you are, you can benefit from it? Yeah, that's tough because there's really, it's very difficult to be one size fit yeah. all. If I said one ingredient, like in this routine that I was saying, so I always say on my, my YouTube channel and even in the book that I wrote, that it's cleanse, treat, protect. And that's how you structure a skincare routine. So you pick a cleanser based on your skin type. You pick a moisturizer based on your skin type and you pick a sunscreen based on your skin type. But the treatment's specific to you. And so for that treatment phase, you the best ingredient for anti-aging that has the most data over time would be retinol for sure. Mm -hmm. So tretinoin was first discovered in 1970s by a dermatologist at UPenn, Albert Kligman. And when they invented tretinoin, they, it was initially discovered for acne and then they found that it had a lot of anti-aging benefits. And since then, they've just continued to do research on retinol and tretinoin and the derivatives of vitamin A. And over time, it consistently has the best benefits on the skin. Now, there are other ingredients that are helpful for the skin. There's different peptides that have come out since. There's vitamin C, there's niacinamide. But the best ingredient, if you want to say, I want one product to treat anti-aging, I would say it's a retinol derivative. Okay. Now, let's say I've never used retinol before. And I say to you, I don't want to go to the doctor and get try to what's the one I can buy in the store? What would be the one you'd recommend? And how long should I wait to get to see results? Because I'm lazy and I'm busy. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of retinol products out there. CeraVe has their CeraVe resurfacing retinol, which I've always said is a great starter retinol. And it also has other ingredients like your ceramides that are going to help support the skin barrier. So simple retinol, start with that. And then you can slowly increase either the strength or the frequency of how often you're using it. Now, retinol can be an irritating ingredient. So a lot of people are afraid to use it. And I've also seen people say, don't start it too young. And mm. it's actually approved all the way down to nine years old. Wow. Um, the reason is because it's used to treat acne. And then after you get out of that acne phase, it treats texture and hyperpigmentation. And after you get out of that phase, <laughs> it's treating wrinkles, fine lines, and has that anti-aging properties. So it's actually an ingredient that you can really use at any age. Usually I tell people to start like for the first month, they're going to use it every third night. 
And then for the second month, they're going to use it every other night. And then on the third month, they could probably start using it every night once their skin gets retinized or used to that retinol. Right. Okay. And is Three the months. finally, can we dispel this myth once or for all? Does retinol thin the skin? Is no, this it still doesn't. goes around. Yeah, this is still everywhere. Yeah. It actually thickens the skin. So, okay. so, you know, when you look at it underneath the microscope, what ends up happening is that you have several layers of the epidermis, which is the top layer of the skin. And in the top, very, very, very top layer of the skin are those dead skin cells, we call them. They don't have nuclei, essentially. They're not like still replicating. And that part of the skin can make, if it's thick, can make your skin look very dull. So when, that's, when that part of the skin gets really thick, your skin looks dull. And retinol actually thins that very, very, very top layer of the skin by, and makes your skin look more even and the mm-hmm. texture look more even. But the entire epidermis actually gets bigger. So your skin okay. actually becomes more durable, stronger. It's just that very top layer that makes your skin look flaky and dull starts to thin out. So that's where I think the misconception Got comes it. from. Short pause for one of today's amazing show partners, Way. So spring has sprung and personally, I could not be happier. I'm basically burning my puffer coat. My sunglasses are thriving and my hair is getting a total reset as well. If your hair is still stuck in winter's doldrums, you know, maybe there's a bit of flakiness going on. Maybe she's dull. She's sad. She hasn't woken up yet. Way is coming through with the perfect product that I personally love whenever my hair needs a bit of a refresh. So for me, I'm always using dry shampoo every time I style my hair. Otherwise, it won't hold a curl. But that does build up that product over time. So when I really need to get it clean, bring back that shine, that softness, that luster, I'm always reaching for my Way Detox Shampoo. It gets rid of any buildup, dirt, oil, hard water deposits. And I always find that my hair instantly, it feels lighter. It's fluffier after I use it. I can tell it's really clean. So if you want to try it, we've got you with a promo code and it's good for your whole Way basket. Maybe you're a fan of those candles I love so much as well. The way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BEAUTY15 for 15% off your entire purchase. We'll link to this offer on our website and in our show notes. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BEAUTY15. And now back to our guest. So you've gotten a taste of our seasons here being in Toronto. So, you know, things change radically. Are you a believer in switching up your skincare routine for spring coming out of winter? I, I actually am a believer in that. So okay. I was shocked to see snow on the ground. <laughs> Disappointed. No, it's, uh, it's actually beautiful here in Toronto. Yeah. So I, I think that your skin doesn't change like every day. So you don't need to change your routine every day. And I think that's another big mistake people make is they don't stick with their routines for long enough. But you can change your skin based on the seasons because the environment around you is changing. So it's not drastic improvements. It may be a change in your moisturizer that you're using yeah. or maybe one of the actives that you're using. So in, in when, it, when you go to spring, for, for me, I go from like really heavy, thick creams to more like lighter gels and lotions. And I use more stripping, I guess, cleansers as well. Like they can remove a little bit more oil. So I go from maybe a gel hydrating cleanser to a foaming cleanser. So okay. you can change, make inter- incremental changes based on the humidity and the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long do you need to be on that routine to actually see the results? Because I think people do give up really yeah. fast or too fast. 
I think at least three months if you want to see improvement in your a real improvement in your skin. Yeah. With a moisturizer, you can probably tell in a week or two if it's the right moisturizer for you just because like its properties are going to have effect right away. But for something like a vitamin C or a niacinamide or a tretinoin yeah. or retinol, those things three months minimum. And you otherwise, you can't tell if it's working. And introduce only one product, new product at a time. Yeah. Smart. That's what I've always seen at those when I go to those presentations in the clinicals. You know, it's like 30 days, 60 days, 90, 90 days for the full Shabbat. What about SPF? What's the number one mistake people are making? I think just not using it consistently. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually know that a lot of people think, okay, well, if I use sunscreen, you know, maybe I'll see an improvement one day. We've actually found that it immediately, like within like one or th like three days of not wearing sunscreen, you notice differences in your skin, which is dysfunction of your skin barrier. So your skin can get drier. Your ceramide content can go down in the skin immediately. You get like kind of mild redness that occurs in the skin. And so not wearing sunscreen every day, I think is the biggest mistake people make. Mm -hmm. Now, I think probably a criticism of the derm community that I think is real is that we're so gung-ho about sunscreen that it scares people away from it. Like mm -hmm. you need to use it every day and reapply it every two hours. Of course, that's best practice, but in yeah. reality, people are busy. Right. And so for me, I always say, as long as you're using it once a day and mm -hmm. you're not baking out in the sun all day, you're yeah. probably going to be pretty well off. Yeah. It's better than nothing. So if you could challenge yourself to do one thing, I'd say just use it once a day. It's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal that you see that change within three days. It's kind of like when they show those pictures of like people who quit smoking and like pretty much instantaneously, their lungs are better. Like the, in, like the function of them is better. So it's interesting that it's that damaging to the skin. The that's sign. actually a really good thing that you bring up because I do a lot of skin cancer surgeries and yeah. smoking is so important. One for wound healing, but also like when people have anesthesia done and they go under, if they stop smoking for like four weeks before their surgery, their outcomes are so much more like better, better. Like their risk of dying during surgery and having a really bad outcome, if they're still smoking going into surgery is so much higher, even if they just stop for like four weeks. So your body's ability to repair wow. itself is, is pretty good as yeah. long as you're like having the best practices. So it's never too late That's right. to stop smoking or, or start wearing sunscreen. wear SPF. Yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Okay. So we know you're a big drugstore skincare fan. We see all of your videos. So let's play a little, play a little game. If we give you $100, we'll give you $100 US dollars to go into a drugstore, <laughs> not 100 Canadian because that's less. And you're going to get your CeraVe, of course. But what would be your dream routine from a drugstore? Mm-hmm. Again, like I think it's specific to yeah. what the concerns yeah. are. Um, but you personally, me, per me personally. Yeah. Okay, so I would because my goals are texture and pores to some extent and wrinkles. So that's why I want to set the stage, right? Because yes. yeah. what I don't want people to do is make the mistake I just said earlier, which is like copy my routine. Yeah. Right. So if I and say my problems are, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I have combination skin, trying to fight fine lines and wrinkles, and texture essentially, right? So the main things that I would do for someone like me is that I would go, I'd get a cleanser based on my skin type. So for me, that's the CeraVe Hydrating Cream to Foam Cleanser. That's my go-to CeraVe product always. And then that's I would That's the green follow one, I think, everyone. Yes. It's the... It's like, yes, it's like green. Yeah. Okay. Not, not... There's two greens. So it's like the middle green. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it on my counter right now. Okay. Sink side right now. Yeah. I've got it. normal to drive. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, and I have like that combination. So retinol, I would use it five nights a week. And mm -hmm. then I'd get a lactic acid or salicylic acid or glycolic acid exfoliant two nights a week on the days that I'm not using the retinol. And then I'd moisturize. So that's total four products there. Then cleanse, same cleanser. Don't need to get fancy. Some people just cleanse with water in the morning and that's totally fine with me as well. Mm -hmm. They actually found there's, there's some interesting studies that show that actually cleansing with water is, is worse than cleansing with a good 
cleanser, in fact. If you have a good hydrating oh, cleanser, it's actually keeping your pH more neutral to what your skin barrier should be. And it's also like restoring the barrier if you have good ingredients like ceramides in them than even just washing with water, believe it or not. Wow. And then I would, for me, I don't even do anything else in the morning because I'm just running out the door and I'm <laughs> late for everything. I was probably a little bit late for this interview as well. And then I just follow with the sunscreen. That's it, yeah. SPF 30 plus. Yeah. What's your drugstore sunscreen? Drugstore sunscreen. That one's tough. There's a lot of good options. Again, this is for your for your skin type, I would say. CeraVe has a good AM moisturizer. Can be a little bit thicker for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a Cetaphil Oil Control Pro is really good for people with oily skin. Okay. I find and that one, again, I think is under $20. Yeah, I think that's those are pretty okay. good options. I appreciate it. You passed the game. <laughs> Pausing for a moment to share that TLC is a show partner this week, and they have some big news that I need to tell all of my fellow beauty junkies about. Brace yourself. The mega pop sensation is back. Of course, I'm talking about TLC's Dr. Pimple Popper with the queen of pop herself, Dr. Sandra Lee. And fun fact, Dr. Lee appeared as a Breaking Beauty guest back in September of 2019, if you want to check it out. And it was all about clear skin secrets. And every season of Dr. Pimple Popper on TLC seems to get juicier, pun intended. And this one is no different. You know, it's the show that everyone loves to cringe through every minute, every Wednesday night on TLC. And Dr. Sandra Lee is no stranger to extreme and unusual skin issues, but this season includes some firsts. For instance, in one of the episodes, there's a person with more than 400 tumors on his body. And Dr. Lee is such a pro. And honestly, I think my favorite part of the episodes is to see the outcomes. Her work is really life-changing. And you can see people get their confidence back right there in the office. And that's honestly such a gift. The before and afters really stick with you. So watch an all new season of Dr. Pimple Popper Wednesdays at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central on TLC. Set your DVR. Once again, catch an all new season of Dr. Pimple Popper on TLC Wednesday night at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central. Set your DVR. Now back to the show. Okay, <laughs> let's take it to let's take it to the max now budget wise. Have you heard of this new at home laser Lima? I believe it's pronounced L Y M A. Kate Hudson apparently says it's the best thing she's ever used on her face. It's like three thousand dollars. So will we look like Penny Lane after? Do you know about this? <laughs> I'm familiar with this only because people tag me in this okay. Lima. Like yeah. tell us about Lima. And I thought it was a prank at first, but you know, <laughs> I looked into this thing and like, I don't have any personal experience with it. So right. I hate to shade a device, mm, but right. it's based on infrared light, low level light. They basically use light within a certain nanometers wavelength that, you know, is supposed to have benefits on the skin. There's two issues with this device. One, it's like a wand that you have to like pass over the skin. So first of all, it's going to take forever to get like an actual dose that's meaningful to benefit the skin. We do know that light actually benefits the skin. I'm actually a big proponent of LED masks, specifically red light for anti-aging. Red light within that wavelength has been shown to actually stimulate your fibroblasts to produce collagen. So it has anti-aging benefits. And there's actually a lot of good data to show Mm -hmm. that. So those like LED masks, Mm -hmm. I think are more useful because they sit on your face and like you just leave it on for three minutes, you take it off instead of trying to use a wand over your face for 10 minutes and it's an infrared wavelength with Lima, which doesn't have as much data as red light specifically does. What is the difference between that, between infrared and the red light? Yeah. So it's just like the the wavelength specifically is 
high, like it has a longer wavelength, the infrared and the red light is a shorter wavelength. And that shorter wavelength has been shown to actually stimulate fibroblasts okay. more than the infrared okay. has been shown. Okay. I appreciate that. What about the AviClear laser? Have you heard of this? I'm sure you have. This is something that is really beneficial for people who with acneic skin, with hormonal acne. I've seen some of the before and afters. I suffer from breakouts myself. I've definitely looked into it. What's your thoughts? Yeah. So I think this is probably one of the few technologies that have come out in the last, I don't know, five years that actually is exciting to me because it's something completely new and completely different and is actually showing really a lot of benefits on the skin. So it's basically similar to what you're talking about with light. It uses mm -hmm. a specific wavelength. I think it's like 1726 nanometers that specifically targets your oil glands in your skin. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it's able to which is one of the root causes of acne is, you know, your oil glands. And so by targeting those oil glands, it's able to get rid of acne. And what I like about it is it gives me as a dermatologist, another tool yeah. to treat acne. Cause right now to get to treat like moderate to severe acne, like really the only thing in our arsenal is something like Accutane yeah. or isotretinoin, yeah. which is not a great choice for everybody. It's a miracle for a lot of patients, but it's not for everybody. And some people are afraid of it or they don't want to try it. So to have this option, that's not Accutane is really exciting to me because it just gives me more options for my patients, especially for people that have tried Accutane and can't tolerate it because they have side effects to it. This is something that you can use. It's, it can be a little bit expensive. And there are competitors coming on the market. Right now, AviClear's out there. There's another one coming out called Acure, but they okay. use the same technology oh. to basically shrink your oil glands. And I actually think what's going to be interesting is Right now, it's approved for acne. Yeah. But I think it's going to have other benefits people will use for cosmetics. So like people who have large oil glands, people that have large pores, mm. I suspect that that's going to make a huge difference with things like that. And I read that it's like three treatments, right? Like one yeah. once every three, once a month for three months. Is that right? Yeah, once a month for three months. And that's usually most people see good results with that. And I think it's like costing anywhere from 1000 to $1,500 per treatment in the US. So it can be pretty expensive and it's not covered by insurance. So that's yeah. going to be another limiting factor for yeah. people. But honestly, if you have acne, skin or hormonal acne, you spend so much money on product anyway, usually by trying to get rid of the the challenging areas. So to know that you could have three treatments and it's kind of sorted is pretty amazing actually. Yeah. I was looking into it and I was wondering about, I get really nervous with lasers and who's administering them. Sure. So do you think that this is one that's relatively safe or rel relatively hard to mess up? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good point. And I'm glad that you're bringing that up to your audience because a lot of people don't know how dangerous lasers can be. In certain states in the United, like no one can operate a laser except for a, a doctor because okay. th there have been so many bad outcomes in certain states like New Jersey, where the only person who can operate a laser is a physician. It, they can be very dangerous, especially for certain skin tones. They can take out the pigment in your skin. Yeah. They can permanently scar you. This, from what I've seen, and like I haven't used it myself, so mm -hmm. I can't tell you, you know, it, apparently it's supposed to be safe for all skin tones okay. and it's only one specific wavelength. And so you shouldn't have any complications, yeah. but I'll talk to sort of the broader community and yeah. see what they're experiencing with it because only yeah. a few people have this so far. That's right. But we'll see. So far, it's supposed to be safe. So it should be safe for anyone to administer. But yeah. there are certain lasers like CO2 laser, or yeah. even laser hair removal, yeah. which can be extremely dangerous in the wrong hands. So yeah. knowing that the person that you're going to is skilled and understands your skin tone, especially if you have darker skin tones. Yeah. Super important. Yeah, there was a there. I was pretty impressed with the before and afters. There was a lot of like melanin rich skin types that mm -hmm. they were showing. So I was like, okay, they've done 
the due diligence. But yeah, you always have it's like a buyer beware thing, right? You always have to sort of do your own research with your own provider. Mm -hmm. I noticed on your Instagram bio something that you don't see every day, which is that you are married to an OBGYN. This might be a dumb question, but honestly, I've wondered this. So if you have skincare problems or concerns that are below the belt from eczema to outbreaks, ingrown hairs, the like, when do you see an OBGYN versus a derm? Mm. Or do you ever talk about this at dinner? Yeah, no, this is a good question. And, you know, she's actually mentioned this to me because they don't get a lot of, they see a lot of skin conditions because, you know, they are a lot of, a lot of times during their well visits or they're, you know, getting their pap smears done. Women feel more comfortable telling their OBGYN about their skin conditions in those areas. But she also felt like she didn't have like adequate knowledge. I mean, over time you build knowledge, but the right. training is not as built in as it is into dermatology. So we overlap quite a bit with those things. That's so interesting. Um, but I think out of like, because they see these things so often, they can probably give you advice of what's worked for their patients in the past. But we are like the experts in the skin. So a lot of times we collaborate on things. And if there's like a skin condition in, in that area, like we're happy to see it and diagnosis mm-hmm. and, and treat it. But a lot of times OBs, especially ones with a lot of experience, can treat most skin conditions in those areas as well. Okay. It's so it's probably a case of where the OBGYN is maybe flagging the concern and then and referring and then referring to and the referring, derm? or sometimes if they're comfortable treating it. Yeah. And we're okay with that. And in fact, okay. I, you know, would go to even physical therapists that did work in the groin, like pelvic physical therapists and OBGYNs, and actually gave lectures to them on how to spot and treat common conditions because okay. especially in Canada, like it's very difficult to see a dermatologist, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be waiting several months to see a dermatologist. And so it's important that your primary care providers are able to diagnose and treat as many things right. as they can before having to refer. Mm-hmm. And tell us about your latest venture. I understand it's called Cortina. Yes. What yes, is that about? Yeah. So, well, I think that it's like closing the loop on everything. So I have, I was doing education on skincare, and like on social media, right? And I'm saying like, go to the drugstore and buy these products. Like I'm a big proponent of effective and low cost products for everyone so that they can afford good products and have great skin. I, I think there shouldn't be like gatekeeping and having great skin. So I did a lot of education on like, okay, like these are the products to buy over the counter, but there's a limit to what over the counter products can do. And that's where the prescription space exists. So for a long time on YouTube, I was telling people, hey, like if these products I'm recommending for you, you know, your retinol, your sunscreen, your moisturizers are not cutting it for you, then you should see a dermatologist. And the feedback that I was getting from people were, yeah, but like I can't see a dermatologist. It's too expensive or it's taking six months to get in or I don't have one in the area or it's like miles and miles away or I live in a different country that I don't have access and they don't have the same products that you're recommending. And so there was this gap of, of like what I was recommending and what people could actually get. So ideally, I would tell everyone, go see your dermatologist, right? But that's like wishing on a star. It's not practical for most people because I have an office. So I close that loop by seeing patients in the office. But there's that space of people that want to access dermatology online. And that's where Cortina kind of fits into the picture for me. It's to be able to give people access to dermatology care in a safe way um, without having to go see a dermatologist in person for certain conditions. And the good thing about the reason why I specifically partnered with them is because they only use board certified dermatologists, which is actually a very unique business model. It's a very expensive business model because it's the most expensive way to deliver care. And then the second thing that they do is like, for example, if you, they sent, you sent them a picture and it was something they couldn't treat, they have a network of 
local dermatologist that they'll refer to. So it's not like you're just lost into oblivion. Right. So okay. to me, is the safest way to close that gap between what I was already doing. So it's an app. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're cool. one of a panel of derms that are yeah. a part of this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like you owned it or no, 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 no. I'm just like an advisor. <laughs> like I, okay. I'm just, I'm just helping with like, basically I'm helping get the word out that they yeah. exist essentially. So yeah. I just advise on more of their like medical content. Yeah. And by the way, this is just in the U S as far as I know. It's only in the U S yeah. correct. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And our final question for you is what's the one piece of skincare advice that you're never asked, but you are dying to share with people? Mm, that's a good question. Hmm. I think the, the best advice that I can give anybody about skincare is that one, you know, be patient. Two, stick to your routine for at least three months. Three, you really don't need to break the bank on skincare. The reason why I do this on social media is because I personally felt super overwhelmed walking into like a Sephora or a Target and looking at the skincare shelves and feeling like I don't even know where to start. Start with three steps, stick with it. Anyone should be able to afford and stick to a good routine that's actually going to improve their skin. So to me, like I always have to lean back on simplicity because I think in the world of like this hyper consumerism, mm-hmm. it's like I'm kind of pushed or encouraged to like recommend a lot of products when in reality, it's probably not going to make your skin better if you yeah. go beyond the three mm-hmm. or four product routine. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Shaw, for answering a lot of these questions that I was personally very vested in. And everybody can find you on TikTok. What's your handle again? Derm Doctor on TikTok and then Dr. Lee on YouTube and Instagram. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And by the way, everyone, we're about to do a little fun game of smash or pass skincare edition with Dr. Shaw, but you have to join us on TikTok to see that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.